tonight's story is from one of Ireland's greatest writers, W.B. Yeats. It's actually an epic poem about the famous story from Irish mythology around Tiernan Og, which translates from Irish as the land of youth. In this story, the brave Irish prince Oshin meets a beautiful fairy named Neve, and she asks him to go to the land of youth with her. Oshin falls in love with her and agrees despite the warnings of his family and friends. Oshin spends 300 years over there, 100 years enjoying all the fun there is to be had in a fairyland. But then he gets bored and so he spends the next 100 years battling a demon every day in order to fulfil that part of his personality. Finally, he gets tired and he spends another 100 years resting with Neve. At the end of all of this, he tells Neve he wants to return to Ireland as he misses his family. Neve begs him not to go, but he insists. So she warns him not to touch the ground or all the long years that he's been away will fall on him and he will get old. So Oshin takes off across the sea on his white horse and when he returns to Ireland, he is disgusted by what he sees. Christianity has come to Ireland and all the old warriors have been replaced with monks and scholars. 300 years have passed. His family and his way of life are all gone and he laments this new Ireland he sees. Before he returns to Tiernanog and Neve, he sees some men trying to move a heavy rock. Being a proud warrior, he tells them to step aside as he can move it with one of his hands, and he leans down from his horse. As he does this, the strap holding the saddle breaks and he falls onto the ground. Just like Neve said, the 300 years runs through him and he becomes an old, dying man. It is at this point that St. Patrick arrives and asks him to convert to Christianity before he dies, and in doing so, to save his soul. Oshin, however, is not convinced. And it is here that our epic poem by W.B. Yeats begins. The poem, I guess, is essentially Yeats's interpretation of the conversation between St. Patrick and the dying Oshin. So, in other words, it's the scholarly New Ireland speaking to the proud Old Ireland. So... Let's find out what they say. The Wanderings of Oshin, Book One, by William Butler Yeats. St. Patrick speaks first, and he says, You who are bent and bald and blind, with a heavy heart and a wandering mind, have known three centuries, poets sing, of dalliance with a demon thing. Oshin responds, Sad to remember, sick with years, the swift innumerable spears, the horsemen with their floating hair, and bowls of barley, honey and wine, those merry couples dancing in tune, and the white body that lay by mine. But the tale, the words be lighter than air, must live to be old like the wandering moon. Quilta and Conan and Finn were there, when we followed a deer, with our baying hounds, with Bran, Skillon, and Lomere, and passing the Furblog's burial mot mounds, came to the Cairn heaped grassy hill, where passionate Maeve is stony still, and found on the dove grey edge of the sea a pearl pale, high born lady, who rode on a horse with bridle of Findrini, and like a sunset wore her lips, 
A stormy sunset on doomed ships, a citron colour gloomed in her hair. But down to her feet white vesture flowed, and with the glimmering crimson glowed of many-figured embroidery, and it was bound with a pearl-pale shell that wavered like the summer streams as her soft bosom rose and fell. St. Patrick responds, You are still wrecked among heathen dreams. Oshin replies, Why do you wind no horn? she said, and every hero droop his head. The hornless deer is not more sad that many a peaceful moment had, more sleek than any granary mouse. In his own leafly forest house, among the waving fields of fern, the hunting of heroes should be glad. O pleasant woman, answered Finn, we think on Oscar's pencilled urn, and on the heroes lying slain, on Garver's raven-covered plain. But where are your noble kith and kin? And from what country do you ride? My father and mother are Angus and Edine, my own name, Neve, and my country far beyond the tumbling of this tide. What dream came with you that came through bitter tide on foam-wet feet? Did your companion wander away from where the birds of Angus wing? Thereon did she look haughty and sweet. I have not yet, war-weary king, been spoken of with any man. Yet now I choose for these four feet, ran through the foam and ran to this, that I might have your son to kiss. Were there no better than my son, that you should through all the foam should run? I loved no man, though kings be sought, until the Danon poets brought rhyme that rhymed upon Ushin's name. And now I am dizzy with the thought of all that wisdom and the fame, of battles broken by his hands, of stories builded by his words that are like coloured Asian birds at evening in their rainless lands. O Patrick, by your brazen bell, there was no limb of mine but fell into a desperate gulf of love. You only will I wed, I cried will make a thousand songs and set your name all names above and captives bound with leaden thongs shall kneel and praise you one by one at evening in my western dun. O Ushin, mount by me and ride to shores by the wash of the tremendous tide where men have heaped no burial mounds and the days pass by like a wayward tune where broken fate has never been known, and the blushes of first love never have flown. And there I will give you a hundred hounds, no mightier creatures bay at the moon, and a hundred robes of murmuring silk, and a hundred calves, and a hundred sheep, whose long wool wither than sea-fraught flows, and a hundred spears, and a hundred bows, and oil, and wine, and honey, and milk, and always never anxious sleep, while a hundred youths, mighty of limb, with knowing nor tumult, nor hate, nor strife, and a hundred ladies, merry as birds, who when they dance to fulfil measure, have a speed like the speed of the salmon herds, 
shall follow your horn and obey your whim, and you shall know the Danon leisure, and Neve bewitch you for a wife. Then she sighed gently, it grows late, music and love and sleep await. Where I would be when the white moon climbs, the red sun falls, and the world grows dim. And then I mounted, and she bound me, with her triumphing arms around me, and whispering to herself, inwound me. He shook himself and neighed three times. Quilta, Conan, and Finn came near, and wept, and raised their lamenting hands, and bid me stay, with many a tear. But we rode out from the human lands. In what far kingdom did you go? Ah, Fenians, with the shield and bow. Or are you phantoms white as snow, whose lips had life's most phosphorous glow? O you, with whom in sloping valleys, or chased the dew forest alleys, I chased at morn the flying deer, with whom I hurled the hurrying spear, and heard the foreman's buckles rattle, and broke the heaving ranks of battle, and Bran, Skillone, and Lomair. Where are you with your long, rough hair? You go where the red deer feeds, nor tear the foremen from their steeds. St. Patrick says, Boast not, nor mourn with drooping head, companions long accursed and dead, and hounds for centuries dust and air. Oshin responds, We galloped over the glossy sea. I know not if days passed or hours, and Neve sang continually Danon's songs and their dewy showers of pensive laughter on human sound, lulls weariness and softly round. My human sorrow, her white arms wound. We galloped, now a hornless deer, passed by us, chased by a phantom hound, all pearly white save one red ear. And now a lady rode like the wind, with an apple of gold in her tossing hand, and a beautiful young man followed behind, with quenchless gaze and fluttering hair. Were these two born in the Danon land, or have they breathed the mortal air? Vex them no longer, Neve said, and sighing bowed her gentle head, and sighing laid the pearly tip of one long finger on my lip. But now the moon, like a white rose, shone in the pale west, and the sun's rim sank, and clouds atrayed their rank on rank about his fading crimson ball. The floor of Almond's hosting hall was not more level than the sea, as, full of loving fantasy, and with low murmurs we rode on, where many a trumpet twisted shell that in immortal silence sleeps dreaming of her melting news, her golds, her ambers, and her blues, pierced the soft white, the shallowing deeps, but now a wandering land breeze came, and a far sound of feathery choirs, it seemed to blow from the dying flame, they seemed to sing it in the smouldering fires, the horse towards the music raced, neighing along the lifeless waste, like sooty fingers, Many a tree rose ever out of the warm sea, and they were trembling ceaselessly as though they all were beating time 
upon the centre of the sun to that low laughing wonderland rhyme. And now our wandering hours were done. We cantered to the shore and knew the reason of the trembling trees. Round every branch the songbirds flew or clung thereon like swarming bees, like drops of frozen rainbow light and pondered in a soft vain mood upon their shadow in the tide and told the purple deeps their pride and murmured snatches of delight and on the shores were many boats with bending sterns and bending bows and cavern figures on their prows of bitterins and fish-eating stoats and swans with their exultant throats and where the woods and waters meet we tied the horse in a leafy clump and Neve blew three merry notes out of a little silver trump and then an answering whispering flew over the bare and woody land a whisper of impetuous feet and ever nearer, nearer grew and from the woods rushed out a band of men and ladies hand in hand and singing, singing all together their brows were white as fragrant milk their cloaks made out of yellow silk and trimmed with many a crimson feather. And when they saw the cloak I wore was dim with mire of a mortal shore, they fingered it and gazed on me and laughed like the murmurs of the sea. But Neve, with a swift distress, bid them away and hold their peace. And when they heard her voice, they ran and knelt there every girl and man, and kissed as they would never cease her pearl-pale hand and the hem of her dress. She bade them bring us to the hall where Angus dreams from sun to sun, a druid dream of the end of days when the stars are to wane and the world be done. They led us by long and shadowy ways where drops of dew in myriads fall and tangled creepers every hour blossom a new crimson flower. And once a sudden laughter sprang from all their lips, and once they sang together while the dark woods rang and made in all their distant parts with boom of bees in honey marts, a rumour of delighted hearts. And once a lady by my side gave me a harp and bid me sing and touched the laughing silver string. But when I sang of human joy, a sorrow wrapped each merry face. And Patrick, by your beard, they wept, until one came, a tearful boy, a sadder creature never stepped. Then this strange human bard, he cried, and caught the silver harp away, and weeping over the white strings, hurled it down the leaf hid, hollow place that kept dim waters from the sky and each one said with a long long sigh O saddest harp in all the world sleep there till the moon and stars die men's hearts of old were drops of flame and from that saffron morning came our drops of silver joy that fell out of the moon's pale twisted shell And now hearts cry that hearts are slaves and toss and turn in narrow caves. 
But here there is nor law nor rule, nor have hands held a weary tool. And here there is nor change nor death, but only kind and merry breath. For joy is God and God is joy, with one long glance for girl and boy, and a pale blossom of the moon, he fell into a druid swoon. And in a wild and sudden dance, we mocked at time and fate and chance, and swept out of the wattled hall, and came to where the dewdrops fall, among the foam drops of the sea, and there we hushed the revelry, and gathering on our brows a frown, bent all our swaying bodies down, and to the waves that glimmer by, that sloping greed did dan and sod, sang, God is joy and joy is God, and things that have grown sad or wicked, and things that fear the dawn of the morrow, or the grey wandering osprey sorrow. We danced to where in the winding thicket the damask roses bloom on bloom, like crimson meteors hang in the gloom, and bending over them softly said, bending over them in the dance, with a swift and friendly glance, from dewy eyes upon the dead fall the leaves of other roses, on the dead dim earth encloses, but never, never on our graves. Heaped beside the glimmering waves shall fall the leaves of damask roses, for neither death nor change comes near us, and all listless hours fear us, and we fear no dawn in morrow, nor the grey wandering osprey sorrow. The dance wound through the windless woods, the ever-summered silhouettes, until the tossing arms grew still upon the woody central hill, and, gathered in a panting band, we flung on high each waving hand, and sang unto the starry broods, in our raised eyes there flashed a glow, of milky brightness to and fro, as thus our song arose, you stars across your wandering ruby cars, shake the loose reins, you slaves of God. He rules you with an iron rod, he holds you with an iron bond, each one woven to the other, each one woven to his brother, like bubbles in a frozen pond. But we in a lonely land abide, unchainable as the dim tide, with our hearts that know nor law nor rule and hands that hold no wearisome tool, folded in love that fears no morrow, nor the grey wandering osprey sorrow. O Patrick, for a hundred years I chased upon that woody shore, the deer, the badger, and the boar. O Patrick, for a hundred years, at evening on the glimmering sands, beside the piled-up hunting spears, these now outworn and withered hands, Wrestled among the island bands. O oh, Patrick, for a hundred years we went a fishing in long boats with bending sterns and bending bows and cavern figures on their prows of bitterns and fish eating stoats. O oh, Patrick, for a hundred years the gentle Neve was my wife, and now two things devour my life the things that most of all I hate fasting and prayers. St. Patrick says, 
Telan. Oshin replies, Yes, yes, for these were ancient Oshin's fate, loosed long ago from heaven's gate, for his last days to lie in wait. When one day by the tide I stood, I found in that forgetfulness of dreamy foam a staff of wood from some dead warrior's broken lance. I turned it in my hands, the stains of war were on it, and I wept, remembering how the Fenians stepped along the blood-bedabbled plains, equal to good or grievous chance. Thereon, young Neve softly came, and caught my hands but spake no word, save only many times my name, in murmurs like a frightened bird. We passed by woods and lawns of clover, and found a horse and bridled him, for we knew well the old was over. I heard one say, his eyes grow dim, with all the ancient sorrow of men, and wrapped in dreams rode out again, with hooves of the pale fiddittery, upon the glimmering purple sea, under the golden evening light, the immortals moved among the fountains, by rivers and woods, old night. Some danced like shadows on the mountains, some wandered ever hand in hand, or sat in dreams on the pale strand, each forehead like an obscure star, bent down above each hooked knee, and sang, and with a dreamy gaze, watched where the sun in a saffron blaze was slumbering half in the sea ways, and, as they sang, the painted birds kept time with their bright wings and feet, like drops of honey came their words, but fainter than a young lamb's bleat. But we are apart in the grassy places, where care cannot trouble the least of our days, or the softness of youth be gone from our faces, our love's first tenderness die in our gaze. The hair grows old as she plays in the sun, and gazes around her with eyes of brightness. Before the swift things that she dreamed of were done, she limps along in an aged whiteness, a storm of birds in the Asian trees, like tulips in the air a-winging, and the gentle waves of the summer seas that raise their heads and wander, singing, must murmur at last, unjust, unjust, and my speed is a weariness, falters the mouse, and the kingfisher turns to a ball of dust, and the roof falls in of his tunnelled house. But the love dew dims our eyes till the day, when God shall come from the sea with a sigh, and bid the stars drop down from the sky, and the moon, like a pale rose, wither away.